In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. For the one and only, Ian Wright. Nobody loves scoring more than this man, Ian Wright. Put your testicles in the sea gap. And no one worked harder than Ian Wright. But then again, it's not often you have to compete with the likes of Ian Wright. It's Wright's territory. He is the governor in these parts. This is Ian Wright, and you can guess the rest. Good morning, Cleveland. Yes, it's Ian. I'm rolling solo. I, I, I didn't even want to try to fake the British accent because today we're going to talk a little bit about linebackers, the position of the room, and it's just such a position that we just can't wait, can't wait to get into. So as you know, we kind of start off by talking a little bit about the current state of the room, what's going on in the room, what do we have? And ironically enough, the Browns have seven linebackers currently on their roster. A couple of the ones have been brought back. Obviously, the one that's not back so far is BJ Goodson, who has yet to sign with anybody. But currently in the room, you're looking at free agent brought in Anthony Walker. You also have Sione Takitaki, Malcolm Smith, Mac Wilson, Jacob Phillips. Those are kind of your five guys that right now lead the room. I know. Mac has kind of struggled at this point to develop, but we do have to remember he is a fifth round pick. So this is a guy I think that has some potential. We just haven't really seen it yet. And the Browns are in that selective class where last year they had a linebacker pretty much good at specific roles. So whether it was Taki Taki against the run, whether it was Malcolm Smith against coverage, you know, BJ Goodson obviously was a pretty good tackler there in the middle. They go ahead and they bring in Anthony Walker to kind of set the room. Jacob Phillips is the guy. Obviously, a third-round pick last year we don't know a lot about. His biggest strength is obviously his speed, his sideline-to-sideline ability, which is really what I think Joe Woods is trying to focus on with this defense. So Jacob Phillips is a guy I think you're going to see a little bit more out of this year. You're probably going to see him cycle next to Anthony Walker, and then you're going to see some 4-3, maybe some base sets where they're not in dime, or maybe you'll see a guy like Taki Taki, Malcolm Smith, and hopefully Mac Wilson kind of finds this place because, like I said, I think the guy – has some potential. He just kind of has to grow into the NFL game and coming into his third season. That's, I think the time you're going to likely see it. But as of right now, in terms of the Browns current draft position, 26, ah, this is a tough one. I I think the one linebacker in terms of day one, because we're really not going to talk about day one linebackers because the only guy that's going to be, I think a for sure day one linebacker is Micah Parsons. He's not coming to the Browns. We're not going to waste our time talking about him. We already talked about Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. We talked about him as a safety because I think he, in the Browns scheme, is going to fit that that rover, that star, that viper, whatever you want to call it. He's kind of that, you know, I know Bo Bishop will term it the Avenger, but he's kind of that role. So he's not even a guy, maybe if he falls a little bit, that you can see. So if you want to hear what we have to say about JOK, go back and listen to the Strong Safety, the Safeties podcast, we talk about him there. The other guys... That seem to be getting talked about, and I don't see them as being on the Browns radar for 26. So I think this is probably more if the Browns don't have value wherever it is and they trade back maybe into the 30s, maybe these guys become options. I really don't see it. I won't talk too much about them just because I just I think the Browns are happier with the five linebackers plus Montreal Meander and Elijah Lee as kind of number six and seven. 
they're only going to keep, I think, five linebackers. So maybe the Mac Wilson is probably the lowest rated of all those. He could be the guy that's on the bubble, but um, Zayvon Collins, he is a six foot four, 259 pound linebacker, ran a four, six, five kid out of Tulsa. He's kind of your traditional middle linebacker in terms of how he's going to hit um, just a physical guy overall. Again, maybe if they trade back, he's a, he's a guy they could look at. I think he just a little, he lacks a little bit of explosion for me. And in terms of what we're looking for out of our linebackers, I'm not sure he's just going to be the guy that you're looking for. I know he's been mocked to us several times. I just don't see it. The other guy is Jamin Davis. He's the kid out of Kentucky, 6'3", 234. This guy is the opposite of Zayvon Collins. He's the more explosive athlete. This is a guy who plays fast and he is athletic. He, you know, I think jumped out of the gym, 11, 11 foot broad jump, ran a four, four, seven. So this is the athletic guy, right? And he's, he really can get to the ball. He's very quick. He's just not a hitter. So I know Brugler, I think had him as like a Zach Cunningham type of clone um, or a player comp. So that's kind of what you're looking at there. But in terms of day two, so now we're going to talk about a little bit. Those are the two guys. I, I just see them probably being off the board by maybe pick 35 or 40. So when we're talking about the Browns, we're talking about 59. We're talking about 89 and 91. We're talking about guys probably more closer to that back end of the second round. Guys like Nick Bolton, Jabril Cox, Baron Browning for Ohio State. These are guys that I think maybe even Pete Werner. And I know I will tell you as a guy who watched a lot of Ohio State football, Pete Werner's a guy I could not have despised more his first year at Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State was getting gouged. I mean, if you want any indication of where my dislike for Pete Werner came, go back and watch the Maryland-Ohio State game where Anthony McFarland, I think, ran for about 300 yards and just watch how bad Pete Werner was out of place. I mean, the guy just didn't look like he belonged in the field. Two years later, this guy's going to be a day two pick. I mean, he is a solid athlete. So we'll talk about a little of these guys here, day two. I think in that 59 range, you're probably looking more like the Nick Bolton, uh, Jabril Cox, I think maybe a little high for him. Nick Bolton is a kid, 5'11", 237, out of Missouri. His, his weakness, unfortunately, is in coverage, which I think may be a knock against him. Um, he is a... He's your traditional type of three down linebacker. He is good on his feet. The problem is, like I said, he just lacks a little bit in coverage, had a very productive career at Missouri, um, 224 tackles in three years and 35 games. So this guy was a pretty much a tackling machine out there. I just don't think he really fits what the Browns are looking to do in terms of your traditional linebackers. Um, I think they have a several Nick Boltons on the roster. Uh, Jabril Cox, Six foot three, 232 pounds out of LSU. He, he moved around in terms of the LSU defense. So you see, you saw him an outside backer, you, you know, an LSU plays a, um, a three, four scheme. So he played outside backer in that. And then he moved into the star at times. This is a guy who has done a lot, really relies a lot on his athleticism. Um, struggles in the run game, which a lot of college linebackers do, but he's a smooth athlete, um, was a leader at LSU. <laughs> he really kind of took over a role once Jacob Phillips left. Unfortunately for him, in terms of Jack, where he looks at, he's going to be 23 and a half coming out of college. So that might be just a little bit too old for what the Browns are looking for. Um, again, I just don't see him being a fit. 59 to me is too high. 
89-91. Okay, now you can kind of talk me into it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the two Ohio State linebackers, Baron Browning and Pete Werner. So Browning, he's a six foot two, 245 pound kid. This kid was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Number one, I believe, uh, outside linebacker in the nation coming to Ohio State. And if you haven't seen him, I mean, this guy is just, he is a physical phenom. I ran a four five. Baron Browning was one of those guys where it didn't translate really quick at Ohio State. You saw him and you saw these like a splash play here and there, but it just wasn't consistent. But this guy has the size. He has the athleticism. You know, he can drop in coverage. He can rush the passer. This is a guy you're probably looking at more maybe on the outside. So if the Browns do go to like a four two five base, you're looking at a guy that would kind of maybe be in that, that Jacob Phillips role. Um, I think he is pretty much what Jacob Phillips was last year. He wasn't quite the tackler, obviously, that Jacob Phillips was at LSU, but this is a guy I think that could offer a little bit of pass rush potential and more of a coverage linebacker. I do like him, but again, the Browns kind of already have a version of him. So that's why I think when you're talking about that 89-91 and you have some other gaps to fill, I think it's more likely that if the Browns do take a linebacker, you're probably looking at a day three linebacker, but these are just some of the guys that consider in day two, where if the Browns do have maybe an extra pick or so, and there's a guy they like, maybe they have a Baron Browning higher up on their list and he's sitting there at 91. Maybe they take a shot on him. Uh, the other Ohio state linebacker, Pete Werner. Uh, like I said, I, I just, man, when this guy came to Ohio state, that, Oh man, I had some bad things to say about him, but he is a six foot two, 238 pound linebacker. He is a little bit going to be over Jack's threshold in terms of he'll be a little over 23 at the time of the draft. Um, Baron Browning will be just under 23. So who knows where the cutoff will be on that one. This guy did start three years at Ohio State. There's no doubt about it. And he was first team all Big Ten his senior year, which was kind of a jump. Like I said, in terms of his development over the years was one of the more impressive things that I'd seen. I mean, this guy, all of a sudden, you know, you'd see him laterally moving. He was so out of position early in his college career. And then all of a sudden, man, he would just be in the right place at the right time. Um, this is a guy I think that will have a long career in the NFL. So if we're talking about a guy, maybe 110, I, I, I would say you're probably his, his grade is going to put him in that late three rounds. So that's why I'm going to talk about him here today. But at the end of the day, if he maybe falls a little bit, this is a guy I think you maybe could take a shot on because I think he can instantly contribute right on special teams. This is a guy, Jeff Haley, who uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Halfley, the guy at Ohio State who went on to coach at Boston College. This is a guy he was just he loved coaching him. I mean, you Ohio State program, they used to just rave and rave and rave. I mean, anybody who was connected to the Ohio State program just heard how much of a quality individual he was, how much of just a team first guy he was. I think that he'll really check a lot of the boxes in terms of that and in terms of what he can do on a field. He has athleticism. This is a guy that ran a four, five, nine um, broad jump, 10 foot two. So this is a guy nearly a 40 inch vertical. So this guy, like I said, he's inconsistent in how he plays at times, but overall, this is a guy who has consistently got better year over year over year. So that's a guy I think really the Browns could be interested in towards the back half of day two. The last day two linebacker we're going to talk a little bit about is Chaz Surratt. This is a kid six foot two, 229 pounds out of North Carolina. He ain't coming to the Browns. The guy's going to be almost 25 years old when it's time to be drafted. 
in terms of being able to get on the field and contribute right away, I mean, you got to think about it. Mac Wilson's 23. He's been in the league three years. Anthony Walker's 25. He's been in the league five years. Sione Takitaki's 25. He's been in the league three years. Jacob Phillips is 22. He's going into his second year. So I just don't see the Browns bringing in a 25-year-old linebacker. I like Surratt. He's going to be a guy that's probably plays the will linebacker in a four, three. You could see him be maybe move inside in a three, four. Um, but he's a guy that's going to look to get on the field pretty quickly. Athletic guy struggles again in the run, but you see that more commonly nowadays in college, just because they don't see it as much tough guy. But again, I just don't see the Browns being interested in him. He normally I don't agree with Jack in terms of the age and a lot of that stuff, but this is a guy I think. He's just too old. I don't need a 25-year-old linebacker that literally on the first day of the season, he would be like the third oldest linebacker in the room. So I just don't see it happen, even though, like I said, I like played college for five years, actually came in as a quarterback before switching over to linebackers. So really in terms of day two linebackers, I think day three is going to be maybe more of the sweet spot. So, but I just want to touch on a few of these guys. You've probably heard their names. A lot of the times in terms of Browns mock drafts, you're going to see linebackers are plenty. So just to talk about a few of these guys, if you have anyone specific, I, I can talk obviously in greater detail as I watched every single game that Baron Browning and Pete Warner played. Um, and I only got a chance to watch a couple games on the other guys. But in terms of the most common, uh, I think in, I'd say if I'm, I'm aligning a fit, Pete Warner is probably the most Brownsy of those linebackers. Um, Jamin Davis is another one. I think he is probably more in the Browns mold. I just don't, he's not, to me, he's not worthy of pick 26. So maybe the Browns dump back into the mid thirties or the late thirties. Maybe you pick him up there just because I think he can play a few roles, but overall the five linebackers in the building right now. And then you add Montreal meander who just seems to be hanging around this program all day, every day. And Elijah Lee's a guy they liked last year coming out of Kansas state just a special teams guy contributes a lot. So the Browns do keep six linebackers, you know, look for them. One of them to be a special teams guy, but ultimately I think they're probably going to go with five. They have five. So like I said, the question is, is can any of these guys beat out Mac Wilson? Really? That's what it is because Taki Walker, Smith and Phillips are all for sure going to be on the roster. Mac Wilson's kind of the on the bubble guy. So in terms of the linebackers, I know it's a hotbed and uh, we'll have Jack and the boys back for day three because we're going to get a little bit more into some of these prospects. But, you know, overall, we do appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, I got so many thank yous for not allowing Jack to do his victory lap on the Sheldon Richardson thing. So there's a lot of conversations in terms of the Browns defensive tackle position. So I think it's one that we're going to watch out. But ultimately, with decent play out of the defensive tackles, comes good play out of the linebackers. So those two positions, those two positions are directly correlated. So I hope you guys had as much fun as I did talking about the linebackers, the running backs of the defense, because it's going to be a position where I think we're going to see some growth, but review rate comment chastise. I know you guys don't like it when I do them solo, but unfortunately it's the weekend and the guys are doing some stuff. So I'm here to chat about the linebackers. If there's anything else you need, you can find me on Twitter at Ian19. Go Browns.